Hello, and welcome to the late night voice. Like starring me, Michael Adams. And today we're going to talk about someone special, very special, by the name of Ben Shapiro. More specifically, I'm going to be reading excerpts, not excerpts, a preview of one of his many books he published. Now, Ben Shapiro, of course, many books ranging from indoctrination on college campuses, which, okay, to the porn generation. But this one, this title, really catch my. And it's called How to Destroy America in Three Easy Steps. So, of course, this book is going to detail how leftists are going to destroy America because they recognize that the founders might have been bad people for owning actual human beings. And Ben is going to counter this. Essentially, he's Skinner. He's going to Skinner's way through this. Go, hmm, am I wrong? No, it's the leftists who are wrong. <clears throat> so I will, of course, for the remainder of my night, be reading this. Because the thought of Ben Shapiro's horde books keep me up at night. Keeps me up at night. Guy catch reason. So, of course, starting with the dedication here, he writes, To the founders who created the greatest country in the history of the world, and to the Americans who struggled, to, struggled and fought to fulfill the promises they made, and to my children who inherit the gift of America from all, from all of them. Okay, one, that is not a fact. That is an opinion. And I know this because there are Germans who say Germany. Well, no, they don't say that. There are Brits who say Britain is the greatest nation on the world. There are Frenchmen who say French is the greatest nation on the world. There are people from China who say China is the greatest nation on the world. It, it's an opinion, Ben. If you want actual rankings, we actually rank much lower in terms of happiness and, well, general happiness and social stability and, and the likes, which, you know, could be changed by investing into social programs that you despise for some reason. What, we, what America currently leads in is, of course, prison sentences, military budgets, and the number of people we're bombing. The second one I don't care for, and the third one, yeah, he has children. They will, Ben, they won't just inherit the gift of America from the all, they also inherit your fortune. That you got from your daddy, and that you're slowly building up from your time as a right-wing commentator. You're literally giving them an inherited fortune. Which you got on a silver platter. So where's the contents? 
Introduction. What holds America together? I don't know. English? Wait, no. Don't know. The question has, in recent years, taken on a renewed urgency. Increasingly, Americans don't like each other. This is, of course, funny coming from Ben Shapiro that I will discuss later. They don't want to associate with one another. They don't want to live next door to one another. Ben, you didn't even want to live in California. You moved to Texas because it was red. More and more, they want to share. The, they don't want to share the same country anymore. Reds are getting redder and blues are getting bluer. According to the November 2018 Axios poll, 54% of Republicans believe that Democrat that the Democratic Party is spiteful, while 61% of Republicans of Democrats believe the Republican Party is racist, bigoted, and sexist. Which, look, it's obviously true. Like, you got, on one hand, you got the Democratic Party who routinely fawns over social progress and economic mobility, but in reality, they just gladly prevent any type of actual social mobility from happening. Like, for example, there was, like, wasn't just Kristen Sinema, but it was also Chris Coons, who was from Delaware, that voted against it. So if he voted against it, chances are Biden wouldn't have voted for the 15% 15 minimum wage increase. He, Biden's also said that he would vote against Medicare for all, you know. And Republicans are, of course, racist, bigoted, and sexist because, well... Just look at them. I mean, you got freaking multiple states that are passing like anti-trans laws. Arkansas is denying aid to trans youth. You got Georgia. Like literally, what continue what happened in Georgia? They passed like strict voter laws to prevent black people from voting after the historic win in Georgia. And it's so bad that the NBA is moving their all-star game out of Atlanta. And, of course, the Republicans are throwing the giant hissy fit. Anyway, on to the book. Approximately one-fifth of both Republicans and Democrats consider the opposing party evil. For different reasons. One considers... One's evil because, well, they support a fascist and the other one... And the other party considers the other side evil because it's filled with child predators and devil worshippers. A Pew Research poll from, oh god, 2016 found similar numbers. 70% of Democrats say Republicans are closed-minded, while 52% of Republicans say Democrats are closed-minded. 
The same poll found that 58% Republicans had an untravelable impression of the Democratic Party leading up to the election, while 55% of Democrats felt the same. Okay. Again, more polls here. A, a 2017 Washington Post poll found that 7 in 10 Americans thought the American political polarization is now as severe as it was during the Vietnam War, reaching a dangerous low point. This is, of course, coming from the man who... How do I put this? Releases books called Brainwashed, How Universities Are Indoctrinating America's Youths. Primetime Propaganda, the true Hollywood story of how the left took over your TV. The Porn Generation, where he just rants on about how social liberalism is corrupting our future. And Bullies, how the left's culture and fear and intimidation silence Americans. Again, Ben Shapiro, noted person who cares, who cares about uniting America. Ben Shapiro. Who routinely calls leftists and liberals dangerous bullies, porn addicts. Like, that that's what Andrew Neal was scrolling him on in his BBC interview. When he storms out. Like, motherfucker. Like, Ben, you're just as much responsible for this as basically anyone else. In fact, even more so because you got actual large audience. A 2019 survey from the American Enterprise Institute found that about half of Americans believe the other party doesn't want what's best for the country. That's likely because Americans increasingly misperceive the nature of those who vote for the opposite political party. Gee, I wonder what Ben will say about the bullying leftists who are porn dicks who are indoctrinating our youths on college campuses. Like, it's like Ben writes this without a sense of irony. Both Democrats and Republicans radically overestimate the secularism and radicalism of the constituency of the Democratic Party, for example. According to the study from Moore, in common, 55% of Republicans and Democrats believe that a majority of the opposite opposing party believe in extreme views. In reality, the number was 30%. So, for example, Democrats believe that only half of Republicans would acknowledge the racism still exists in America. In reality, that number was approximately 80%. Keep in mind that Ben Shapiro continues to believe that Amer- that racism is not a problem currently in America. Who has also written a book where a civil rights activist is in league with a drug dealer who is also black. Like, Ben, is there a mirror in your house? Conversely, Republicans believe that just half of Democrats were proud to be American. 
The actual number was about 80. Okay, I, I'm not really part of this. It, me, it's not like I'm ashamed or proud. I just, I just don't care. I was just born in America. So I just really don't care. All of this is having real-life bleed-over effects. According to the Pew Research, 79% of Americans believe that we have far too little or too little confidence in each other. And 64% believe Americans' level of trust in each other has been shrinking. And of course, it's probably gotten worse because of the whole... It was written in 2020, so I don't know when exactly this was. But this was published either during or before the COVID pandemic, where a, which later in the months, the mask issue got very politicized. So you got just people. And like, you got, you had like people protesting in Michigan without masks, demanding the lockdowns be over. So they can have haircuts and dinner again. Like, literally putting themselves before the needs of, of like, the most vulnerable in our society. As a matter of historic timing, the polarization is odd. The issue that tore America apart over the past centuries have been radically alleviated. What issues were they and how have been... Despite the protestations of the liberal media, racism is at an all-time low in the United States. <laughs> okay, he definitely wrote this before the whole protest. Like, Ben, this is terrible because we literally last year had a mass protest. Spontaneous mass protests because of police brutality against mo against minorities and and people of color who the police targets were mostly black. Literally today, I got news that the police gunned down a thirteen-year-old kid. Who is his possibly Hispanic? Ben, what is this? What, wh I I am curious of what Ben reads to form this worldview and opinion. Oh God, I'm not even on this second page. We should be happy together, and yet increasingly. Americans seem to be looking for non-amicable divorce, and both sides want silverware and the want the silverware and the dog. Okay. From the right, the outlook for the United States looks grim. Conservatives perceive a triumphalist, aggressive left hellbent on rewriting basic American notions, cramming down an extreme vision of identity pop. Cheering the demographic change they insist will inevitably result in a permanent political and cultural what ascendancy. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Cheering the demographic change that, uh for the from the left the output the outlook for a united America looks similarly grim. Let this see a reactionary right 
willing to cut any corner in order to maintain their grip on a faint high breeze of power, clutching their last vestiges of a little... That is true. That is true, Ben. Brian Kemp, who purged voters from the voting roll so he can win in Georgia against Stacey Abrams, is literally doing it right now, passing laws to ensure Democrats never win Georgia. Literally, the NBA moved it. I don't... Damn it. These competing visions have defined the Trump presidency. President Trump represents a sort of political optical illusion. Do you see a blue and black dress or a white and gold dress? I see an... Well, let's see. I saw an orange and a platinum blonde dress. There's no way to see both simultaneously. What, what, the, what the hell is he saying here? For, for those on the right, Trump represents a seawall against the encroaching... Oh, okay. Rising tide of radicalism on the left. His serious character flaws simply become... Secondary... No, I say people kind of like his flaws. When the future of the nation is at stake. Should Trump... Should Trump lose the presidency in November 2020, conservatives are likely to panic. The potential for national divorce rises dramatically. Wow, Ben, you were actually correct for once. Except it wasn't a divorce. It was an actual coup d'etat on the, on the national capital. For those on the left, Trump represents a confirmation of their worst characterizations of the right. Crude, bigoted, and corrupt. Like... Okay, like, all of them are corrupt. All of them are bigoted. Yeah, but Republicans, but Trump is, like, crude. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, there are probably some Democrats that have less than positive views on minorities. Like, they... Oh, no, not what... That's not what I meant. I mean, like... Let me backtrack. Democrats... Wait. They typically... Fund and support the police, despite what many, many people believe. Like, you have Biden's answer to all of the police brutality protests going, Okay, let's pump up the police budgets. Which, of course, harms minorities disproportionately a lot. And they, of course, are corrupt. Like, you had... They're, like... You have, like, super PACs for the Democratic Party as well. And it's just so... And again... Like, Ben... What the heck? Ben, of course, is just... He, I have no idea. He's just right. He, It's like he refuses to do straw men. He's literally Skinner going, Am I wrong? No, no, it's the children who are wrong. Like, Ben, you are correct. What? What? What's going on? What? Like, okay. The willingness of the conservatives to accept Trump, despite all these flaws, represent further confirmation that the conservative movement was rooted in retrograde impu impulses, papered over with language of small government. Uh, ben, you are objectionably correct. Like, it's amazing. He's able to listen to all the complaints 
write them down, correct, write them down, and then just completely ignore them. No straw man needed. Trump win, should Trump win re-election in November 2020, Love this are likely to panic. The potential for national divorce rises dramatically. Well, he didn't win, and we still panic because his supporters launched, tried to launch a coup that ended in failure. But Trump isn't really an issue, of course. He's merely the symbol of the broader rift that predates his presidency and has been growing decade by decade with help from me, Ben Shapiro. No, I just had the last part. <laughs> in order to... In order to heal the rift, we must first try to remember why we got married in the first place and why we stayed together all these years. Keep in mind, America had... At, keep in mind, like, 85, 86, 87... Four scores and 87 years ago, America literally just split apart and fought over whether or not black people were considered human beings. Ben, we, we've had, uh, never mind. This is, okay, so here we reach the next part. Disintegration versus union. This is hardly the first time America has considered divorce. Indeed, during nearly every major crisis in our history, a contingent of Americans suggests that divorce might be prefer preferable to living together. After all, the logic goes, not that much holds us together. America is a marriage of interest, not of not a love match. When the convenience age, the marriage ends. Better than the better that we should go our separate ways, or radically define Americanism itself, which will end with the same results. What well, I'm constantly curious why the analogy is marriage here. Why marriage? Like, oh, we're married, the right and left are married together for the sake of, like, why? I I'm just honestly curious. The, stra the strain of thought runs from the slaveholding secessionists through the early 20th century political, through the, this strain of thought runs from the slaveholding secessionists through the early 20th century political progressives through today's alt-right and identity politics left. All of these movements represent a minority of Americans. All had and have outsized influence. Philosophy of division is the philosophy of power politics. A philosophy that paints America as a mythical construct instituted by those at the top of the hierarchy in order to reinforce their own control. It's a philosophy that Rides any notion of Americans unity as lie and bathes that which links us to hunt. It is a fallacy that derives any notion of American unity as a lie and bathes that which link us Abraham Lincoln's bonds of affection and mystic cords of memory in acid disintegrating our ties and casting us all adrift. What? Throughout this book, we shall call this strain of thought disintegrationism. Okay. 
Then there's another strain of thought. Throughout American history, this strain of thought has emerged victorious, though never without pain and struggle and sometimes with cost of death. The philosophy argues that what unites Americans is far stronger and deeper than what divides us. That vows to one another would cement in blood that we are inexpressibly intertwined. A separation would kill us both. This strain of thought runs from the founding fathers through Abraham Lincoln through the civil rights movement. This strain of thought championed reasons and universal morality above passion and tribalism and emerged from belief of the value of democracy and individual rights. Why hold on? Reason and universal morality above passion and tri Again, this is Rich coming from Ben Shapiro, who has written numerous books and spoken variously about how leftists are evil, indoctrinating college campuses, and how there is no race. Just Ben. It's like, it's like there are two Bens. The book Ben, it's like, Ben wants to desperately create two versions of himself. One that constantly, like, body slams leftists for being weak, weak, wimpy, spineless, identity-driven. And then there's the Ben who desperately wants to be, like, above it all. He desperately wants to be clean, despite being covered in mud. The strain of thought suggests that America is always an imperfect union, but is indeed a union, and that we are always in the process of strengthening and growing that union, built on the foundations of the founding ideas. Throughout this book, we shall call the strain of thought unionism. Most Americans are unionists, but they are under attack. So the I prefer... Because <laughs> the union makes us strong. But they are under attack, steady and really attacked by those who support disintegrationism. Our bonds are fraying, what is left is chaos, without it ties of unionism, the center of canal hole, and it isn't. Okay, so now we go on to the second part. Where Benny here elaborates about unionism. So let's get more specific. What exactly, what exactly has allowed America to stay a country? And why should we continue to do today? There are three elements that make America, America. Gee, I wonder what makes France, France. The first, American philosophy. I've been waiting, mostly because I have no idea what the hell this means. The philosophy of the United States rests on three basic principles. First, the reality of natural rights, which pre-exist government, inalienable and precious. Second is the equality of all human beings before the law. Wow. This. It's like. Oh. And in their. The equality of all human beings before the law and in their rights. And finally, the belief that government exists only to protect the natural rights and to enforce equality before the law. This is amazingly divorced from history and reality. Like, like, I, like, 80s, like, 
from like the founding in like 1776 or 1783 to the passage of like the Civil Rights Act, which Ben probably thinks is where racism finally ended. Ben, that was... 180 years where black people weren't considered equal human beings. How? How can you say this is America's philosophy? When... Our When for... 180 years, minorities weren't considered human beings, Ben. Like, it's like he desperately wants to live in a world where all our problems are solved and the leftists are just whiners and complainers because that would mean he would actually have to challenge his own beliefs on what America is. Because, literally, we had laws preventing black people from... We, we still do. We still do. I hate this so much. This is generally frustrating. American philosophy believes these positions are self-evident in the words of the Declaration of Independence. The founders attempted to implement American philosophy... Through a unique set of institutions. Ben, Ben, Benny boy. The founders owned slaves. More than half of them. Look, I'll look it up now. Oh, one second. Sorry about that, folks. Um, yeah. So, where was I? Oh, yeah. We were talking about the founding f fathers. The founders attempted to implement the American philosophy through a unique set of institutions. In case you were wondering, out of the first 12 United States presidents, who were, of course, the founding fathers, the first 12, eight owned slaves. The most famous ones being George Washington and Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson, who literally had slave children. Who literally had children with the slaves. Like, 
まあああ、oh, this hurts so much because Ben fundament. But I'm just going to put tiny. Ben Shapiro doesn't consider black people people. Ben Shapiro doesn't consider black people human beings. He he considers them a friend. That is like the either he is painfully out of touch with like general history and reality, or he just doesn't consider Ben black people human beings, which fits strongly with his like. Fiction novel, True Allegiance, where he literally has a big black character who's on the football team, who who set where he says the big black character is destined for a lifetime of prison workouts because he's big and black. Ben. Oh, I hate this so much. I hate this so much. I hate him. I hate this. Because it's so frustrating. Because it's so frustrating. The Constitution of the United States was a compromise doctrine designed to enshrine philosophy via a limited government system. What what were some of the compromises, Ben? What what were the compromises? What was a historic compromise that was a fraction? Oh yeah, the three fifths com- three fifths compromise, which said, which was added because southern slave because the slave states. Wanted to count black people as human beings, but not allow them to vote, so they have an edge in both the house and the electoral college. And it was a compromise. Essentially, the United States considered black people three fifths of a human being. Then, oh, I hate this so much. I hate how he is just such a a fifth grader's understanding of of hum of United States history, uh, or a fifth grader's knowledge on anything. This is generally frustrating. As someone who personally enjoys history and someone who knows like the politics and the workings of the United States, this is f- the most frustrating thing I've ever done. The Constitution and systems and. Numerated powers balance the necessity for action embodied in the legislative power and the necess- necessity to avoid tyranny. The constitutional system's checks effectively balance the requirement of an executive power enough to respond to the threats and enforce law with the requirement to avoid despotism embodied in the checks and balances. The constitutional system's federalism was constructed to frustrate national schemes to subsume the character of the local communities while simultaneously preventing local communities from being autocracies. What? Wait, what? Uh, I think what he's saying is so that the federal government doesn't control what states do but also to prevent states from essentially becoming like mini-dictatorships which, again... It's funny because Ben Shapiro doesn't apply only applies this logic to white people. Because if you're a black person in the South, like like not not today, like but in like Jim Crow South, this wouldn't apply. This would apply to you. Next, there is American culture. The culture is characterized by four distinct elements. 
Ooh, could it be college campuses, porn, bullies, and... What was the last? And facts and feelings. First, a tough-minded tolerance for the rights of others. Except trans people, and gay people, and minorities. Like... Like... And women, and black people, because, like, literally. Like, it wasn't until the 20th century that we had the 19th Amendment, which allowed women to vote. Particularly when we don't like how others exercise their rights. So what you're saying is... Republicans already failed the first... Brian Kemp already fails the American culture test. We have to agree to disagree. To get over it. Which is, again, laughable considering what's happening in Georgia. Second, our culture prizes and cherishes robust social institutions which create a f social fabric that allows us to trust one another in the absence of compulsion from government. Well, if anything, I think our social fabric was irreparably torn when, like, a quarter of the population just refused to wear masks because they, they were face divers compared them to muzzles. I'm not kidding. Third, American culture always carried a rowdy streak of defense of liberty. We must be willing to stand up for our freedom and that of others. Unless you're back, and in this case, the federal government comes to hunt you down with FBI agents. Gain, or am I? Finally, American culture has always celebrated and rewarded those with senses of adventure the pioneers, the cowboys, the inventors, the risk takers. These attitudes spring from our philosophy, and we have seeped into every aspect of American life and thinking. Americans need to be familiar with founding philosophy, to rely on our rights, and to be familiar with their magnetized attraction. The reigning statements of the Bill of Rights infuse our language. Our arguments over politics inevitably sound in the context of free speech and protection of private property. Our arguments over the government routinely invoke due process protections and protections against erasable government intrusions. Didn't Ben Shapiro, ben Shapiro wrote an article like 20 years ago where he says that we should bring back the Espionage and Sedition Acts? He did. Again, he desperately wants to be clean despite being covered in mud. Our arguments over social issues center on freedom of religion and freedom of association. Our duties, by contrast, spring from the traditional understanding of the social fabric rooted in Judeo-Christian values. What do you mean by that, Ben? What do you mean by... What? Like, Ben... It wasn't until Jews were routinely persecuted throughout Europe, climaxing in the Holocaust, and it was then we learned to maybe combat 
anti-Semitism. This is literally revisionism. So he can include himself in this. And th this is like... <sighs> like, what do you mean by that, Ben? What is... What is... Okay, of what are values are Judean? What are they? Oh boy, here it comes. Finally, there is American history. American history has traditionally been read as a story of ever-improving fulfillment of American philosophy and culture through proper exercise of American institutions. Traditionally, Americans have learned that the values of the Declaration of Tense are eternal and true. That all that are eternal and true. That our culture of rights has been broadened in the application over time by his heroic struggle and through horrific pain. Though it took over 200 years. It's like... Okay, maybe he's... It's very rose-colored glasses. Like... He acknowledges that, okay, maybe we had a few hiccups, but everything's alright, right? right? It, it, it reads a lot like this. And that the constitutional system represents liberty increasing effectuated, increasingly effectuated. American history, then, is a strong triumph of freedom over the tragedy of human nature. The victory of liberty over slavery and bigotry. Ben, it is 2021. We saw a year of just unmitigated police brutality. There are Republican legislatures in states across the country are doing their damnest to ensure black people don't vote. This is... I'm pretty sure this is just revisionism on Ben's part. Like, like. <sighs> These three elements, America's philosophy of reason, equality, liberty, and limited government. Which, you know, equality is... Ben's passion. American culture of individual rights and social duties and American shared history define our country. No single one of these elements is sufficient to bind America. American philosophy alone without shared cultural history is sterile and The philosophy must be combined with shared living culture and shared memory of history or else remain empty. Americans don't feel the swelling of brotherhood and reason alone. American culture... America's culture of rights without philosophy or history falls prey to passions of the crowd. If rights prevent the mob from doing it, its will, rights quickly dissolve. America's history without a philosophy or reason breaks down to a series of disconnected events motivated by sheer power pulp. What the hell? Oh, this is... Oh, this is tiring. What's more, one missing element leaves America in dire straits. Without America's falsely reason collapse into tribalism. Ben, you helped. 
nature, reason collapsed into tribalism. Ben, you wrote books on how leftists have infiltrated Hollywood. Our bullies. <laughs> oh, this guy is so frustrating because he has no ounce of self-reflection. This just hurts. Without America's culture, individual rights collapse into collectivist tyranny or deities collapse into libertinism. Oh, the horrors of libertinism. Without American history, the symbols that unite us divide us. We can unite into something other than American history, like, for example, uniting for better working conditions or brighter future for the workers or or equal rights. You know, we, we can unite behind those symbols. Doesn't have to be draped in the stars and stripes. Oh, well. Americans, Abraham Lincoln stated in his first inaugural address, must we stick together? We had to live, to live together or die alone. We are not enemies, but friends. Lincoln stated just weeks before Confederacy fired on Fort Sumter, we must not be enemies. Through passion may have strained it, may have strained it must not break our bonds of infection. Like, okay. Okay, so this is the next part. Elements of disintegrationism. Essentially the bad guys of this freaking book. But there is another story about America. And this story about America is gaining ground, particularly on the political left. Ben, you're just painting... Ben... You're engaging in tribalism, the very thing you're against in this book. Look in a mirror, Ben. Two weeks before the 20... Oh, this will make me sad, I know. 2020 Iowa caucus, Senator Bernie Sanders, independent of Vermont, the intellectual thought leader and emotional avatar of young Democrats across, the con across America, gave a rally in Ames. Lines stretched around the block. Oh, this is making me just so sad. The event opened with the popular rock band Portugal. The man, the one of the musicians, Zach Corthers. Then Gavin ushered on stage three Native American women, explained, The land that we are on is not ours. The women called for land reparations and explained that Iowa had been stolen from indigenous tribes. After that, radical filmmaker Michael Moore took the stage to explain that America was built on genocide and built on the backs of slaves. And that American racism has not abated. Again, we know this because there was a massive... Oh, fuck it. And that America was a system set up, on the benefit, up to benefit the few at the expense of the many. It, 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 it is. You, literally, Amazon... Is running sock puppets. Jeff. And has control. And Jeff Bezos owned the Washington Post. And they. Bought the city. To ensure that traffic lights. Would function. Okay what happened in Alabama. Is that. Union. 
Amazon workers fighting for union women would try and talk to the drivers on the roads. And Amazon literally bribed the city so that whenever an Amazon worker would go to talk to a driver, the lights would turn to green and just they would just go away. This is... Ben's a revisionist. Is why I'm learning. <sighs> Following more, Democratic Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who Ben still hasn't gotten his feet fixed from, of New York, a self-described Democratic socialist, told screaming, a screaming throng, what? That they were part of a movement for social, economic, and racial justice. A movement to transform our public policy so the United States can finally advance to 21st century human rights. Keep in mind, of course, at that time, we were still the only country, only Western country that allowed... Wait, no. It was... We are the only select few industrial countries to allow for executions. There are ones being like Japan, Russia, Iran, and China. And also North Korea if you want to include it. Ocasio-Cortez proclaimed, We need fundamental change in the United States of America. It's going to require us to transform and grow as individuals. She called for a collaborative movement to build a more advanced nation. But... Then there are obvious problems with this country that you refuse to face, to look at. They are, oh, God damn Finally, Bernie Sanders took the stage. After repeating his litany of complaints about President Donald Trump, he pledged to fulfill Ocasio-Cortez's promise. Sanders ripped into a supposed oligarchy impoverishing America into a supposed oligarchy impoverishing America, the rigged system of the United States. We want a nation that works for all of us, not just a few. Oh God, that was terrible. I, I'll never do that again, I'll swear, said Sanders. And then he, too, pledged fundamental change. All of us together, rolling up our sleeves, standing up and fighting to create the kind of nation you and I know we can become. Okay, I get it now. He he said he, he's calling them disincreationists because for Ben, America's already great. And by already great, he means he was Ben was born was literally born in a wealthy family. He went to I believe Harvard. He is he Oh yeah, his parents were involved were in Hollywood as either TV show or movie producers or executives. I don't remember which. But they were involved in Hollywood because Ben wanted to become a screenwriter. But that flopped, so he became a conservative commenter. And was essentially just funded by oil billionaires. Like, I believe the Wilkes... Hold on. Wilkes Brothers... Uh, what the hell was... Ben... Sh- Hero. 
Daily, okay. Daily Wire. Yeah, they six. Yeah, Ben Shapiro's organization, like news organization, the Daily Wire, got funding from the billionaire brothers Dan and Ferris Wilkes, who are literally oil billionaires. Like, like it's early. I. Ben's literally living in I retire and he can't see what's below me. It's like, I don't see anything wrong with this. It, it, it's a lot like that. This is just... Uh. He then unspoiled a list of policy proposals ranging from nationalizing health care to government release of student debt. Oh, the horrors. From massive government control of the energy sector to extraordinary tax increases. America of the past had to be left behind. American philosophy was corrupt and exploitative. American culture was racist and cruel. Again, the cops. The, the protests. But, uh, American history was a litany of abuses. Functioned only by sporadic revolutions directed at overthrowing her philosophy and culture. Have you not heard of Abu Ghraib? How? This is a desecrated view, boiled down by to a bumpus to bumpus stickers. But, he. Does not see like the slavery or Native American removal and destruction of their cultures. He he doesn't see that. I think wow, American history is fucked up. No, no, because to Ben, he doesn't consider them. How I put this, he doesn't consider minorities American. Or I don't know. I don't. I'm pretty sure he doesn't. A hundred percent. Like. Like, because this book is just nothing but, like, revisionism. Like, a, a whitewashed and sanitized version of just American history is essentially this book, what this book is. And it's just so tiring and frustrating. Because it's like a strange combination of Ben... Of Ben actually listing out like their grievances and not creating straw men, but also Ben Shapiro just refusing refusing any self reflection or reflection upon America. Like, oh, this is so hard and difficult. I hate this so much. This the disintegrationist view launches. I think I said this. American philosophy is under attack. This disintegration is claiming that natural rights do not exist. That no rights are discoverable for human nature and reason because neither human nor nature nor reason exist. What? Human nature is inherently malleable and reason are a mere tool of power wielded by political enemies in order to express this. What, what does this mean, Ben? 
claiming that natural. What? We we are with uh, Bernie goddamn Sanders and Alexander Ocasio-Cortez literally they're fighting for the rights of Amazon workers to unionize Bernie Sanders uh, Bernie Sanders at the time of this recording was currently in Alabama fighting for the rights of Amazon workers to unionize what what is this okay remember how I was talking about the straw mans how he surprisingly doesn't use those he's using those now it's like he listens to their complaints of the marginalized and the poor and fundamentally misunderstands them as a means to protect his own worldview. That is the only description. Likewise, equality before the law is morally wrong according to the... What? Such equality merely reinforces... Existence of high case and steady quality of all. We're not saying that then. We're saying there is. We're not saying there shouldn't be no equality law. We're saying there isn't equality law, so therefore there should be equality law. Ben, you are fundamentally misunderstanding. What we're saying about the issues involving justice and equality. And I don't know if he's doing it on purpose or if it's just part of who his thought process is now. Finally, disintegrationists see government not as a guarantee of individual rights and equality for the law, but as an overarching cure-all available to change the hearts and minds of men. Okay. To that effect, the institutional framework installed by the founding fathers in order to effectuate their philosophy has come under assault by disintegration. I'm just going to say Democrats, because that's what he means. Because that's who Ben Shapiro is. He... Because this is who Ben Shapiro is. He... He tries to sound smart, but is just as partisan and tribalistic as any one of the people on Fox News and who are paid by, and Steven Crowder and who are paid by oil billionaires and who also bankroll, may I remind you, that Ben Shapiro has a literal, actual fascist working for the Daily Wire. His name's Matt Welsh. He literally calls himself a theocratic fascist. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. To the effect... Under the assault by Democrats too. Remember, Democrats are... Because one, it's easier to say, and two, that's what he actually means. Democrats oppose the doctrine of enumerated powers as insufficient to... Oppose the doctrine of enumerated powers as insufficient to meet the needs of the citizens. They oppose checks and balances as barriers to progress. They oppose federalism as a framework for as a framework for oppression. Well, that's because for a long time, states have used local governments as a means to oppress people of color. 
But again, Ben Shapiro doesn't consider people of color human beings. Because Ben Shapiro is the R word. Not that R word, the other R word. No, I know. The other, other R word. Okay, I'm just kidding with you. It's Ben Shapiro is the R word. The R-A-C word. American culture is under also under attack with Democrats claiming that rights themselves are a threat to common good. Who's saying this? Okay, he's going to launch into a facts over fields spiel. Despite, you know, going on a rant about how... How wet-ass... How Cardi B's song is morally degenerate. And despite also him written, writing a book in which... Porn is destroying America. I don't care. Because this is Ben Shapiro. He He's nothing more than just a Puritan at this point. A pro-clutching Puritan. And I'm just so sick of him trying to reinvent himself into something that he's just not. Free speech must be replaced by hate speech regulation. With hate itself left undefined. Okay. Freedom of religion must be replaced by secular and universalism. Wh what? Secular, universal, what the hell? Universalism. Universalism, uh, concept, some ideas have universal application or applicability. It's secular. Those things aren't. Huh? You can have both of them. You can have freedom of religion and secularism. They're not mutually exclusive. Secularism just means that the government cannot tip the scales of balance into one religion over the other. Or no religion at all. That's what it means, my God, Ben. What is this? This is such a fundamental misunderstanding of the actual issues. All, all we want is racial equality. All we want is higher wages, uh, protections for workers, protect, protections for minorities who are vulnerable, Limit the power of the police or even get rid of it all because they have proven time and time again that they are both incompetent and very dangerous to the public. This is what we're asking for. We're, we're, most people were asked, who voted for Bernie Sanders were asking for health care and student debt relief. What is this, Ben? What is this greed? What is this feel? Freedom. Of association and contrast must be prohibited. So long as freedom cuts against the appropriate standards of ethnic, racial, or sexual diversity. Under this standard, for example, all black schools is considered diverse. While a police department that doesn't represent ethnic populations proportionately is considered discriminatory, even if the police department staff is based on merit to correct concern. Oh god, he's using this. Anyway. 
Ben. Okay, why we have all black schools in America? Well, because for a long time, and a lot of these all black schools were are mostly in the south, but some I believe some are located up north too, because you know. But all black schools were created as a means so that black people can have an education, secondary education, that was denied to them by racist administration and school policy and state laws. And he's using the, oh, meritocracy over diversity, which just means just white people. And he's using this as a means to deride about how diversity excludes meritocracy or something like that. What, what Ben's saying is that what, why we have these kinds of what the hell was it called? I don't remember. It's like <laughs> I don't know. Just as Scalia was going to eat shit about it. Uh, what I don't know. I forgot what it was called. But it's essentially, without it, school a lot of schools would just plainly just ignore just minorities in general and just hire on white people. Like, like let me tell you, if your name was like, look, I'm just going to use this name, uh, Kendrick Lamar, which is like the character, Kendrick Lamar. Is a character from Ben's book. Chancellor, are, you won't be ask, asked for an interview because you have a very black name. Anyway, due to process, due process must be supplemented with mob rule, private property with public needs. Okay, the first part of that sentence is just stupid. The second part of that process, yes, yes, very much yes. Because you have literally a whole bunch of like houses owned by the banks. And you got people out on the streets. And you got, like literally, in Las Vegas, because the coronavirus sapped all the income that... Because oh, the coronavirus, hotels weren't like fully booked at all. Some were empty. And then you had people, homeless people, out on the streets in Las Vegas with nowhere to sleep. And I was like, that is actually a values of getting rid of private property for the public need. But Ben doesn't like this because he doesn't like helping people, especially black people. Because Ben's an R word. Democrat, Democratic, Democrats culture makes the further claim that social institutions have buttressed America's evil. I have no idea what not. those institutions, in the view of the Democrats, must be leveled in order to build a better world. The village must be burned down and the glorious new city must be built in its place. Okay. Democrats, Democrat, Democrats' culture claims to the American stubborn willingness to defend their rights represent a pig defense of a corrupt and hierarchical system. 
America must be trained to accept diktats from the government before they can be cured of their individual heresies. I'm just going to ignore this because what? Dissent Democrats, Democratic, Democrats culture seeks to replace America's love of risk taking with a sense of solicitousness from the collective. Those who take risks are to be treated as greedy leashes, and any system that rewards risk-taking must be treated as moral repugnant. Is he talking about investments from, like, CEOs and Wall Streets and stuff? I think that's what he's talking about. Because, <coughs> like, I'm, like, 95%, so he's talking about, like, CEOs and like Elon Musk and stuff, even though, like, his rocket just blew up. SpaceX's rocket, no, never mind. Instead, America should collect, cultivate a sense of disposition. Only through rent-seeking can ultimate justice be done. But, it's like, half of this is just having a fundamental misunderstanding of, what, of the world itself. And half of this, I have just no idea what the hell is going on. Finally, America's history is under severe threat. The Democrats claim that America's traditional history is a myth, that the true story of America is a story of exploitation. The ideas of the Declaration of Independence were a self-flattering parody when written that the Constitution of the United States was meant to enshrine power hierarchies, as well as bigotry of all forms. Ben, that is correct because the f most of the founding fathers owned slaves. As America has been an imperialist monster hell bent on world domination, a propagator of rapist capitalism, a fox democracy. In this view, there is no history to bind us. In fact, history supports us. American flag self represents nothing more than a cynical joke. And the Democrats here. This is just kind of correct. It's like half of this is just an accurate. But, but it's not accurate because this is a worldview of most socialists and leftists. Ben is currently talking about Democrats. All of them. The same ones that wanted to vote for Biden because then they can have brunch again. <coughs> this is just frustrating. And I just want to get to the next part so I can be done with this fucking book and done with this episode and done with this, this, this guy. <coughs> now, as now as well explored, the Democrats' view isn't merely wrong; it's dangerous. But it's gaining steam day by day, hour by hour, and when the Democrats' view becomes a majority in the United States, the United States shall no longer be united. Oh, the horrors! Uh, let me just read quickly a little bit more. Um, uh, 
Or I guess you could just say just socialist, but we all know Ben. When Ben says socialist, he means Democrats. When Ben says disintegrationist, he means socialist. When he say and when he says socialist, he means Democrats. It's I'm just going to say Democrats because look, I've looked at Ben's stuff for a long time and I know what he's talking about. Like even his own little sad little fiction knockoff of Tom Clancy, he makes Obama this. Weak, limp, wristed, slus. So we know he has just a fundamental misunderstanding of just the world in general. Um. Oh, what is uncommon? So he's talking about how the Democrats are wrong because Amer actually America represents prosperity, peace, and freedom. Okay, Ben, we are currently in Afghanistan and Iraq. What do you mean by peace? It is simply undeniable that capitalism. Oh, here it is. One. It's simply. It's undeniable that capitalism founded on protection. Property rights. The idea of founding. F no, I say the founding fathers of North. <laughs> oh well. Successful in spreading peace and prosperity both domestically and around the globe. Ben, we literally overthrew countries in Central America and in Latin America for bananas and oil. What is this? Read a history book. This is just uh. we we illustrated many coup d'etats and invasions during the Cold War. What what is this? What is this is historical revisionism, and I hate it. Okay, he's just talking about stats from 1 BC about GDP, which, okay. Oh, God. Okay, now he's talking about how peace was spread because of America. Because of American hegemony. Ben, we're still in Afghanistan, we're still in Iraq. What is this? That decreased precipitously since World War Two, from a high of nearly two thousand deaths per one hundred. Okay, more stacks about people dying in wars, and I was like, I think the reason why it's not because of America, but it's not because of America, because we have participated in many, many wars from. World War Two to today, I think it had to do with a lot of people in Europe realizing the brutality of World War Two and decided to just unite together to avoid that. This this is just such a, this uh, this attic. Furthermore, America has most tolerant country on earth, according to Washington Post. The new Swedish survey found that people from the I 
or most likely a race or racially diverse neighborhood. Well, this is Sweden, so yeah. Other European countries are near as Taran. Well, none of them have ever elected a black man twice, with more than 65 million votes each time to serve as the leader of the countries, even though the certain author gave, gave a hissy fit whenever he got elected. Or whenever the black guy was talking about the victim of the police. <laughs> like, there's so funny coming from Ben Shapiro. A man who says that black culture is responsible for the ills of black people. This, this man. <laughs> this is so funny. Finally, it's perfectly obvious that global freedom might expand wherever American success has expanded. Okay, citation very much like, like this is just kind of wrong because we have supported. Let's look at the dictators we supported in South Korea, Taiwan, Vietnam, South Vietnam. We supported the Persh, the Shah, in Iran. I'm pretty sure we supported Saddam Hussein when he was fighting Iran. We've supported, I believe, Batista in Cuba. We supported Mobutu in the Congo. We, we have supported many dictators. And we continue to do so. We, we are the biggest supporters of Saudi Arabia. You know, the country that butchered a journalist by the orders of their prince. What the hell is this, anyway? A democracy is a global high and has been particularly steep in sense since the death of the Soviet Union. A class brought about, of course, by America's willingness to pay any price, bear anywhere, and meet a hardship. Okay, this is a JFK quote. I'll say about that. America freed Europe of tyranny twice and discouraged communism has been liberated billions around the globe happen to be true. The bar for Democrats then is high. To suppress Democrats must employ a clever, seductive, and deeply vicious strategy. This was difficult and frustrating. And I just hate this book. I hate it because it's frustrating that Ben Shapiro just is incapable of self-reflection. He is incapable of looking at what's happening in the world and saying, you know what, maybe America's wrong in this. No, no, he, he, Ben Shapiro is Skinner. He is the Skinner meme. meme. He, oh God, this is just so frustrating. The only thing I can find funny is that Ben is just, and all of his complaints of tribalism and wrecking the marriage of America, whatever that, wherever he got that analogy from, 
Ben is very much guilty of. And I can prove it with his litany of books and videos of Ben Shapiro only lives and his books about how leftists are bullies and controlling Hollywood and... Oh, God. I would much... Oh, God, this is just such a headache and a hassle. And I, I would rather have a Ben... Watch a Ben Shapiro screenplay than read a Ben Shapiro... Pol pol political book. Because <sighs> at least with the script, it would be like unintentionally funny. As for a book, that's just this is just so frustrating. Well, I think that's it. I am burnt out. This was just... This was an hour and a half of me just suffering I've only gone through 10 pages 10 pages of this book oh god I cannot imagine going through 240 I, I'm just going this is probably just going to be my usual I'm just going to every week just go through like the samples of the books and just Dig my nails into my head and try and poke out my brain. So I can just relieve the stress and the fury over this band's misunderstanding of how the world works. Have a lovely night. Because I'm not. <laughs>